You are listening to BeamerCast number 53. It is July 10th, 2011. It took me a while. It has been uh, over a month now. Uh, and, of course, we have lots to catch up on. Um, hard to even know where to start. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, so we've got Michael joining us from uh, the old part of the world, and this is Gabe from the new part of the world. Does that about sum it up? About sums it up. Yeah, there's a lot of cobblestones here. Yeah, so Michael, you're, uh, you've are you relocated to Germany, and uh, that means that you have uh, a direct connection to good mustard and sausage, and a couple other things, I imagine. Yeah, I think the most important things, though, Gabe, are good beer and good cars. There you go. There you go. Well, we've got a lot to cover. We're going to do uh, somewhat of a shorter show tonight. I say that and we'll probably go like the full length. But, um, of course, there has been so much that we haven't talked about since our last show, which was over a month ago now. Last time we got together, we talked about uh, the 5GT failing, the new M5, the M3's new engine, all sorts of different things. And I guess we could probably start with the new M3's engine because that is on, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a topic that's been on a lot of people's minds the past few days. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Audio, Auto Express seemingly has come out with an article that pretty much rehashes everything from about, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago that we discussed. So it's interesting. The uh, tri-turbo inline six, or is it a tri-turbo V6? It depends on who you talk to and what the purpose is. But if you ask me, it's going to be N55 based, two little turbos, a larger turbo with an electric kind of booster motor to get the thing spooled up and rolling so you don't have the lag later on. But the larger turbo at the end there is going to allow you higher horsepower and higher torque in the upper RPM range. So the question I have is, you know, is this is this engine going to feel like an M engine? Of course, I think the N54 and the 1M feels maybe not like a traditional M, M engine, but it's, it feels pretty incredible. What's this going to feel like? Three turbos. You've got a lot of draw on on that sort of that freewheeling M nature. Um, I mean, what are we really looking at here as far as just how this thing drives day to day? Well, I think in day to day driving is going to be pretty pretty similar to the N54 or the N55. You're not going to have much lag and you're going to have pretty immediate throttle response. I think the big difference is really going to be how that larger turbo, if in fact this is exactly what M has decided to do, um, fits into the equation because we've come to like our higher RPM revving M motors and we also don't like things just dropping off the face of the earth where you have no power. So you know, how that plays into it is going to be quite interesting. But, um, you know, they've been working on it for some time. You know, the, there's the big debate going on, I think, whether it's going to be the V6 and they're going to lop off two cylinders off the current M5 motor or stay with the inline-six 
N55-based motor. But to, to me, it doesn't make any sense for them to come out with a V-block when they have an inline six block, they could just adapt. I agree. I think the N55 is such a solid engine um, in so many ways at its base. It would really surprise me if they went that direction. And as much as I think the engineers like the solution of the V, inline six, and inline six is such an inherent part of the BMW DNA. Again, it would really, really surprise me uh, to see them go that direction. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, Gabe, how are you fitting three turbos inside of a V6? Small uh, turbos. You know? I don't even, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, one of them cannot be inside. So you'd have to locate it someplace else, and you're dealing with all sorts of other cooling and weight. And but theoretically, a V6 would be a lot shorter. So it would be a completely different layout. I mean, it would really, truly be a very different engine than anything BMW's done before, even though it would be so close to what you know we know, uh, you know with the twin-turbo V8. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It would just be interesting for packaging purposes, you know, because as we're learning, and, you know, I have discussed that nauseum is I truly felt, you know, six months ago that BMW is going to have an X1M and an X3M. And mm-hmm. we've recently heard that those things are in the process. Yeah. So we, and we've, we've talked about it in the past. We've talked about the X cars and, you know, a lot of times it seems like, um, you know, you see this stuff posted, you know, obviously Bimmer file, there's other sites out there that, that post these rumors and then eventually it gets picked up about like a month or two later from one of the big magazines. And then we all start talking about it again. And I think that's the X1 and the X3 to a T because the X3M has been rumored to, to have either the next generation. Uh, it, it's, it's sort of a strange rumor. We first, we first heard that it, you know, maybe it's going to have some iteration of what is currently in the 1M. Well, we know that's not going to happen because it's an N54-based engine. So then we heard that there's, there's, there's going to be an N55-based X3M with more horsepower. And now we're hearing that the MX3 could have basically a version of the next-generation M3's engine. And the thing that makes me think that could be the case is that it would follow the pattern that BMW set with the X5 and X6M, which they came out with the engine first. It wasn't quite fully vetted. It wasn't quite fully tuned to the nth degree. And then finally, they came out with a, you know, a subtly better version of that engine for the big M car, the M5. So you can imagine the X3M gets the, the engine. It's not quite where it will be eventually. They learn they continue to design and engineer, and then they produce a better version for the M3. Wow. Are you saying that BMW follows patterns, Gabe? <laughs> so, right. So that's that's my theory. Take it for what it is, uh, just a theory, or maybe more than that. We'll see. But um, needless to say, the X3M is coming, and the X1M seems to be coming. Now, the X1M, to me seems destined to get the engine that's meant for the next generation 1M or what we've heard since uh, over the past month or so is going to be called the M2. Which makes perfect sense. It does make perfect sense. And in fact, it was a rumor from all the way back to what, 2004, when BMW was toying with the idea of changing the 3 Series Coupe to a 4 and the upcoming 1 Series Coupe to a 2. So it seems like at the very least they're going to be doing that with the next generation 1 Series Coupe. They're going to make that a 2 Series. It's going to make the next generation 1 Series hatch, when that comes out in 6 to 8 years, 
that will be front wheel drive, and now the public will be able to clearly differentiate between the one series and the two series. So it's it's interesting because it. I mean, for me, I've got a one M, like currently being built by two guys named Hans right now. Uh, it makes me as a one M owner sort of like that's oh, kind of cool. I've got a car that will they'll never make again in that sort of nomenclature. Um, at the same time. I I do wonder what the M2 like what kind of life that will take on in the years ahead, um, and what kind of car it's going to be. You know, it's going to be based on a slightly bigger car. Uh, it's going to have an engine that was honed a little bit more. There's there's all sorts of positives and negatives there. Well, the one benefit of your one M Gabe is you didn't go with the R engine that was supposed to be exclusive and now is not. I am looking currently at BMW.com, and I was building, in fact, a new F21 series, and I and I thought I'll try it in Valencia orange. Wait a second, wasn't that supposed to be an exclusive color? I mean, what a what a crock of what a jip. I mean, the people who who ordered the, the Valencia orange 1M, I. I mean, I did not. I got the white, but I mean, how do you? What, I mean, how do you think they feel? That was that was supposed to be a very exclusive color. You're right. They were kicked in their man parts hard. The the man parts is exactly where they, where they were kicked. There's no question about it. Um, and I actually, for the record, don't think that color looks good on that car on the F20 at all. Um, it really it really deserves a darker color in my mind. Uh, Wow, pretty pretty shocking. Sh- shocking, yes. F twenty is very shocking. The F thirty, on the other hand, I think will look fairly fairly good. And the thing I, I'm concerned about with the F thirty is what is it really going to offer outside of what we've already seen? As far as engines, I mean, I think to, in my mind, in the U.S., it's it's going to start off with the N twenty and the N fifty five, a new iteration of it. Which, which at that point will already have been done. So nothing new coming from the 3 Series. Now, now that said, I do believe that we're going to see a hybrid 3 Series maybe 18 months after the F30 is released. That's, again, that is, that is my theory. Yeah, we still have to see the hybrid 5 and all that right. good stuff. So we I shall see. Mark my words, U.S. market's going to get a hybrid 3 Series. I That is 100% my theory, but... That is, you know, you look at the five, it just makes sense. Well, I agree. And I hate hybrids, but. Well, and, and I do too. The big question though, and Michael, I know that you'll, you, you love, you'll love this question. What about a diesel in the U.S.? I mean, I know that now that you've moved to Germany, you could really care less about our, our diesel problems here. But what are we going to get to replace the 335D? We know that it didn't sell all too well, but we have to expect that BMW is going to certify another diesel engine. Is it going to be the four-cylinder? Is it going to be the the uh, less powerful inline six? Gabe, I have a 120D BMW Sport Edition currently, and um, that motor is fantastic. I love it. Gets about 45 miles to the gallon average, and that's with a lot of right foot smashing. And is that about, U.S.? Yes, U.S. That's pretty amazing. Yes. It's it's amazing. It's it's great. I mean, you, you know, what, you know what's really amazing. I mean, speaking of, sorry to go off topic here. I've I've just had a a five thirty five i m sport for the past three days, and I on the highway was returning just a couple mpg less than my two thousand four three thirty zhp. 
Interesting. And that, how much more does that five series weigh? People <laughs> like complain a, a lot, like a, like a, like an Elise more. Yeah. Like almost double. And, uh, you're still getting pretty decent fuel economy. It's amazing. Yeah. I know it's, it's really incredible, but you know, I think getting back to the diesel, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, my guess is it's going to be some sort of some sort of inline six because I think that they're going to use it in in a few of the crossovers. Um, so you know we'll see. Hopefully they'll offer it with a manual this time. Not happening, but that's okay. Yeah, well, hopefully. I just said hopefully. <laughs> so uh, BMW Worldwide has the best month ever for sales. Uh, not much to say there, but pretty impressive, nonetheless. Recession is over. Or yeah. at least Germany's buying a lot of cars. I was going to say, it, it, or it's over for BMW. We'll, we'll put it yeah. that way. Um, the F30, you mentioned this. It's looking good. It is actually looking good. I mean, we know that there's a lot of cladding on there, but um, the wheels, the shape, it, it, looks, it looks like it's going to be a winner. Yeah, and it's going to have a really deep character line. Sort of the 6 Series has a, a smaller character line going there across the shoulder mm-hmm. belt belt area i guess you want to call it mm-hmm. but i think from what it looks like with some of these shots the uh, three series is going to have it really pick up at the headlight and just be this groove down the entire side of the car and it almost makes it look um wider in, in ways in the back it almost gives it like a bulge of the fenders so it's gonna mm-hmm. look pretty sporty if you ask me yeah it definitely looks good the uh the e90 is going to go out with a bang with a 335 performance edition in the u.s that includes a performance engine kit good for 20 horsepower 30 32 foot pound of torque black grills and performance edition badging um sounds good the cool part is it's only 550 dollars yeah, I can't really wrap my head around that yet, unless it's just software only and grills. Um, and they've never just offered software. They've always done that kit as a entire kit with the well, cooling fans. Well, the key here is that you have to have the Sport or M Sport, which raises the speed, which gives you the extra uh, oil cooler, I believe. It does. It gives you the oil cooler, but they've always added a secondary auxiliary water uh, radiator hmm. in the left front fender well. So it, it'll be interesting to see if this is software only and if this is like now going to be stage one for the N55. Maybe the N55 doesn't need all the cooling. And then the yeah. stage two, they bump it up and give you a little bit more. Um, as we know, BMW is coming also to the US. Big surprise, as we said, I don't know, months ago, but there's a 640 coming with N55. With 300 and what, 20 horsepower? Same thing, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So you have to wonder. I mean, that, that thing is very tunable. It definitely is. And, you know, my favorite thing, Gabe, honestly, in the last month, um, I hate to say it, is the Gran Turismo with the M Sport kit. The G, the 5 GT, really? Yeah, it's just why the hell would you do that? Why, why would you do that or why wouldn't you? Why would you do that? that that's my favorite thing of, of, of the month, to be honest with you. I was going through the website today. and I'm Why just, would you what? not? That's my question. I hear, why would you? Why would you not? I say that because BMW, like they put M Sports on. I mean, if BMW made vans, they'd put M Sport. I know M Sport honestly keeps the lights on for M. People, yeah. it's that's the truth. I mean, in Europe, you, you could buy an M badge steering wheel for an extra two hundred euro. The interesting thing about those, somebody remarked about the the cloth seats. I mean, we're just FYI, US is not getting those seats. Those seats do look incredible. They um, they're the same ones that are in the five. 
series M Sport. They're the standard seats. They are cloth and looks to me like some some form of Alcantara with white stitching. They look fantastic. Yeah, they're I, I'm actually the the one series uh, with the kit that. Uh, was, oh yeah, was, you're right. Has uh, blue stitching. Um, the center of the seats are black, and you have the blue stripes and on the sides. It's really nice, actually, and the seats are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, they're similar to what M offers in the M3, just toned down a bit. Interesting. So, yeah, you, my favorite. You mean worst? Uh, moving on to yes. what is my favorite. <laughs> Um, the M, the one MCSL rumor will not die. Auto Express continues to prop it up. I do not believe it for a second. Uh, the M1 rumor seems to be gaining steam. I do believe that. And then the Z4M. What do you think about the Z4M? Well, there's two ways of looking at this. We just announced, or you know, it's been announced that there will be a DTM car revealed later on this week, and. BMW is getting back into DTM racing in 2012, as we all know. But DTM is coming to the U.S. in 2013. Now, you can look at that two ways. Great, BMW is entering another racing series. Or you can look at that as, oh, crap, the M3 is going out to pasture that year. Right. Are they right. pulling out of ALMS? And so, to me, if they pull out of ALMS, there is no purpose to a Z4 with a V8 in it. If they stay in ALMS, the Z4... You know, GT3 car, you do a couple tweaks, and uh, that's not a bad little car to race ALMS in. Interesting. Honestly, that I would love, love to see that that out there. I mean, it's it's a shorter wheelbase. Uh, it it you know it's it it's a different package altogether. I mean, one thing that you're struck with by seeing the M3 out there racing its Ferraris and Porsches is just how big the M3 is. It's huge. And seeing the Z4 out there would. Uh, it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it would be great, personally. I think it would be more in line with the rest of the cars in the class at this point. Yeah, I, I do think that it, they obviously have to tweak it, and they have to do some things to to make it uh, quite a bit faster, but that would be cool. And then, of course, you support that with a Z4M with the wonderful V8. Now, could they potentially uh, have a have a uh, N55-based in line six with 400 horsepower in there instead and still race the V8? No. So they have to have the V8 in there. Well, no, they could race the six, though. I mean, Porsche's racing a six. Well, I guess my point is that, you know, they've got the V8 engine, the, the race-ready engine, so they'll definitely race with that, but they couldn't... I'm, I'm not sure how the regulations work, but they couldn't sell the Z4M as an inline six and then go race with another engine. That's That would, I imagine, be against the rules. For ALMS it is, yeah. Yes. Okay. For the VLN and, and stuff like that going on in Europe, it doesn't doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Interesting. Well doesn't that matter. would be that would be fantastic. I would um I would approve of that, in fact. Z four M sounds fantastic to me. I love the idea of that car. Um I'd love it even more if it was a fixed top, which I doubt they will make, but nonetheless it would be cool. Yeah, I think it would be great too. Um I, I just just like the way that car looks. It just looks so angry. Oh, God, yeah. It's incredible. Speaking of a, a really angry car... Oh, wait a second. No, strike that. Opposite of angry. Uh, the future front-wheel drive BMW seems to be roaming about the hills of Germany right now, Michael. 
Uh, we know this thing is based on the Next Generation Mini, or we should just say the, say the UKL platform. The one that we've been seeing is the taller four, uh, four-door version. We will see a, a shorter, smaller two-door hatchback um, coming out eventually. But what do you make of this car? I mean, clearly this is real. Clearly we know, we've known about this for a while. Um, I have to say, as good as the, the F30 looks, with uh, even with camouflage, this doesn't look so good. Well, uh, that's all I gotta say. No, I mean BMW is under a lot of pressure, and it's really Europe. I don't think this thing will ever see the light of day in the U.S. Even though, for some reason, BMW NA CEO said that the front-wheel drive cars are coming to the U.S. Maybe it's not going to be this thing, but I don't know if this is part of their target of hitting you know 2015 numbers and, and things like that, but. To me, it's just, it seems like a car fit for Europe. I mean, if you sit in a one series five door with the rear wheel drive, the back seat is completely, it's good for gnomes <laughs> and people that have numb backs and, and they're, they have large maybe derrieres because there's no seat padding in the back. The seat angle's all off. It's, it's really noisy, choppy, bumpy. It's sitting in the back seat is torture. I did it for about three days last week just to see what it's about. And, um, I swear, if I have to ever sit in the back of that car again, I'm going to walk everywhere I have to go. It, it, it's really that bad. And you, you go into an A-class or you know a similar car in class, even a Golf, and there's so much more room in the back, there's so much more space in the trunk. It rides much nicer. The seats are better. And, and you're paying a premium for, yes, it's a BMW. But well, I've got to tell the, you, the, the Countryman has more room in the back. Absolutely, yeah. The Countryman's another, I mean, competitor, I guess you could say. But the... Um, yeah, the one series drives better than some of these cars, even though I'm not too sure about that. Some some of the Seats are actually better on the track and better at doing a lot of stuff than than the BMW is, and they're significantly cheaper. So what's the point? You're you're paying a six thousand euro premium for a rear wheel drive car. You know, what's I've been point, here a yeah. month. Yeah, I've been here a month, and I, I see that there's no point a to spending six thousand euro more. For a car that has the wheels in the back that spin, if it's not a faster on the track, b handle better, and c have more space, it's completely useless. I mean, you're paying for a badge at that point, and I think, you know, now you're starting to see the numbers of the one series here die. And part of the reason is that the competition is so tight. And Mercedes has a new A class coming out, and you know, you have all these new Golfs and Audis coming out with a new A3 and. I, well, I think and the that, new A class, that new A class is going to be front wheel drive. Is that right? Yeah, it's front wheel drive, and, as um, as the current one is. If I but it's yeah, the current one is as well. But it's going to look more conventional. It's instead much of more the, sporty, yeah. But yeah. my the rumor though is that the B class will continue, and it will look more like the A and the B class do now. Yes, yes, it's interesting. Um, so I I promise this would be a short show. Uh, so let's let's move through one or two more topics. Um, the five twenty eight with the four cylinder is coming uh, to the U.S. We know that. For a fact, and it will come with start stop. So, uh, to the United States, welcome to start and stop land. They've had it in Europe and the UK for what four years now. Yeah, for a long time, long time. And this will actually, um, as we I guess broke the news like two years ago, was that the eight-speed automatic will eventually have auto start stop. In Europe, last year at this time, it launched in the X1, and the US will finally see it. I believe this fall in. The five series. 
Interesting. So you can imagine that in 20 with eight speed transmission and the start stop will start to proliferate all over the place. I would imagine that's going to be um, in the next generation three series, probably oh, sure. in the updated X three, probably in the X one for the sure. Seven sevens due for the eight speed with its uh, refresh. That's next. true. That's true. Not with the N 20, of course, although that would be pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I I think that without a question, we're going to start to see that. Um, all over Interesting though, in, side sidebar is that the um, stop start in the U.S. really plays no benefit to EPA numbers. Well, then that was always the problem. I mean, we spoke with uh, Vinnie Kong from from Mini Product Planning uh, a long time ago in an interview on Motoring File about that, and you know, Mini looked into offering it years ago, and they'd love to offer it in the U.S. But you know, when it costs five six hundred dollars a car more. And their their margins of many are even more razor thin, um, and 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 if there's no benefit in the EPA model, why would they bring it to the U.S.? No idea, unless and maybe the EPA model is changing soon. So, so BMW is clearly bringing it to the U.S. So either the EPA model is changing soon, or it's going to be part of their efficient dynamics marketing machine. Could be. I'm going with choice B myself. <laughs> We'll see. Hopefully, it's... so one of the last things I want to talk about was the six series Grand Coupe prototype. Uh, we saw it spotted quite a few different places. Kilometer Magazine had some nice photos of it. Here's my thought with this car, and it's always kind of bothered me. There's certain angles I, I just love. Other other times I look at it and just say, you know what? It's just like a six series elongated. You know, where I look at the A7 and it feels unique and interesting. Like it really, I mean, they really did a great job of producing something that is that is unique. What's your thought on this thing? I see lots of A7s here. And to me, the car does have some character. It's definitely different. And the CLS and the 6 Series Grand Coupe kind of are blocked to me at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have to. That's one of those things that we need to see in in person, I think, to make a final decision on. Yeah, I would definitely agree. So final thing, and this is, of course, a big one. Uh, in the past month, we have been um, introduced to two new M cars. The first uh, we should talk about is the M5, the F10 M5. We knew a lot about it before. Um, finally, we see the thing. It's it, it, All the technology is laid to bear. Um, we've got a ring time of 7.55. The thing looks just outstanding. Um, looks fantastic, but uh, Michael, what 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 do you think about this thing? I think it's fantastic. Um, it wasn't really much of a surprise, except for you know the motor having Valtronic to me is, is is the greatest thing out of all of it. That and the pretty cool rear diff. The rest of it to me is very understated. Well, the engine is has Valtronic where the X five M did not. Right, and, and, and there's a lot more plumbing on this, but they use it for fit efficiency. They actually gained. I think like twenty percent more efficiency, that, and that's the, that's really the interesting thing here. Um, you can't help but think that this thing is going to be uh, with Valvetronic. I wonder how tunable this this engine will be. Yeah, that'll be the interesting part. I mean, the, the throttle response I think will be better. Obviously, the efficiency is going to be better. Um, I just think it's going to be an all around kick ass car. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks utterly fantastic. Utterly fantastic. Um, and I hope that they solved. I just had a, a 535i with the M Sport um, 
driven driven it for about 400 miles or so and love the car but you know the, the there's a there's a disconnect with within within the steering and uh, well you don't have to worry about that there's no electronic steering in the m5 and you yeah you can't help but think that that will be one of the absolute biggest upgrades with the m5 is that you will get that back that would yeah, be sh- my hope that should be quite quite fun car to drive so final, the final uh, topic for today, the M3 CRT. Now we know that there's already it's already sold out. There's only sixty seven available. It's what one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, ridiculous. Cheap. Looks incredible. I, I'm not one hundred percent sure I'm sold on the red bits and pieces, but it looks otherwise incredible. The interior, though, is by far and away the the, the most incredible part of that car in my mind along with the engine. What what can you tell us about the engine in this car? Is it identical to the GTS? Plug and play from the GTS, from everything I understand. So we've got a, a GTS engine. We've got no roll cage. We've got some incredible carbon fiber seats. Uh, we've got a f- carbon fiber with plastic reinforced hood. A lot of technology that you can't help but think we're going to see in the next generation M3. One would hope, Gabe. I'm crossing my fingers. But, you know, as I've said before, if they're ever going to make something with carbon fiber to this extent in the U.S., they have to do it from the beginning. So BMW has to go in and say, we're going to do this. We're going to build it this way. We're going to expect to sell X amount of cars, and this is going to be the cost ratio. You can't do it at the end of the life and expect the U.S. to do it because of crash testing, emissions, the whole nine. You know, it's just they, they have to do it from the get-go. Yeah, that that is a unfortunately that is a, a sad reality. But I think it's a great start. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. So, uh, thus endeth uh, another Bimmercast. We're gonna uh, we're sort of getting our um, our schedules in order to do more of these more often. So start to look for. Uh, the Bimmercast on a more regular basis. But um, otherwise, Michael, uh, before we leave, I mean, anything else going on in the BMW world that you wanted to to throw down really quick? No, I'm just really excited about the DTM start. Um, it's going to come in a couple of weeks. They're going to reveal a prototype for it and should be interesting. Yeah, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. And seeing that in the U.S. in a few years will be even cooler. So... With that said, we will be back in probably a couple weeks. Uh, I'm going to have a review of the X3 20i, uh, which I just had for a little while. Of course, the 535i that I just mentioned. And um, we're going to have a 1M long-term review coming up uh, in probably two to three weeks. So look for that. Until then, this is Dave. Cheers. And Michael Prost.